0: Welcome to the Church Butler Lunch & Learn podcast. We help you put social media to work for your church. Social media is your opportunity to engage your community all week long, reach new people, and start new conversations. Every week, we bring you a dose of practical, tactical, skill-building training as we talk to communicators, church leaders, and members of our team. Are you ready? Let's get to today's session.
1: It's that time again. It's time for the Church Butler Lunch and Learn Hour. We are here with a continuation of a conversation that we started in the last episode. If you haven't um, listened to the last episode, you might want to check that out. Uh, Go back to the Church Butler Lunch and Learn podcast because we talked about the shifts in consumer behavior as uh, as it relates to media and technology and how the digital platforms are really changing the landscape and the one reason i wanted to share that is because it's really important to look at the the change in behavior of the people you're trying to reach in your communities as a church communicator and the more you understand um, their behaviors where they're hanging out um, not just physically but also uh, digitally or with their with uh, their attention, as we call this, is an attention economy that we're in today. Um, it will serve you so that, in a way that uh, you can be much more strategic in how to show up in a relevant way and also in the right places. So we used a presentation from Business Intel, Business Insider, um, and we shared a couple of the highlights from that presentation. And I ended the last episode with this teaser slide. It was talking about where the ad revenue is being spent online today, and they call it a duopoly because pretty much um, everybody is going to Google and Facebook, right? Just like we used to frame it or people think about if you have a website, um, if you're not listed in Google, you're basically non-existent because Google owns search uh, very much the same way. Facebook is the social giant, right? So um, if you are looking at ad expenditures, people are seeing that these two platforms are the most efficient place to spend your dollars. And that's going to change or or impact a lot of decisions for you as a church communicator if you're going to actually invest in digital advertising to reach your people, which um, is inevitable. You're going to need to start to understand these tools if you haven't dipped your toe in digital and social ads in the next several years, um, just like Every other uh, traditional media ad outlet has matured. Um, these two are going to mature even further, and new ones are going to arrive that you're going to need to start to think about. So thinking and looking at the behavior of advertisers and publishers is something that you really should uh, wrap your head around as well. Now, here's one thing that's really interesting. Digital audio advertising is accelerating also, right? Everyone thinks that podcast is the new thing, um, and it podcast is the thing, but it just isn't new. It just has seen a continued growth. It feels like it's coming back into fashion, but if you talk to uh, my friend over at um, uh, Rob at Libsyn, he has stats to show that basically there's just been a continuous growth in podcast consumption, and um, obviously advertisers are paying attention because it's an efficient place to put their money to get the attention of the target audience, especially because podcast tends to be uh, long-tail, niche-oriented, self-selecting of the audiences. It tends to be very efficient and strategic because you pretty much know the profile of the person listening to any given podcast, especially as it goes down the long tail. Um, In my um, consultancy, our team at Big Click Syndicate, we... We use um, podcasting um, because we have this phenomenon called the Oprah effect, um, where um, you are able to use the uh, two-person interview format um, to increase the authority of the publisher. So um, it's really interesting to see how podcasting is being used much more strategically from publishers' point of view, but also being consumed from the um, consumer's point of view. And then from the advertiser's point of view, it's a win-win-win as well. The other place that things are that things are really happening um, is social video. Social video views are skyrocketing, and it doesn't matter the platform. One copied the other. Snapchat started it all. Um, And yet they're the ones lagging behind it all, Uh, but yet everyone is uh, benefiting from this new format, right? Uh, And just to be clear, the social stories on these uh, social platforms are using um, these uh, very short format video stories or content where sound is optional. Uh, they tend to be intimate and conversational. They are shareable. They're they used to be vertical, but now they're square and vertical, um, and they're largely seen as the thumb stopper. Right? People are actually consuming these to the point where, um, if you go to Instagram or Facebook, the the way that they are presented um, uh, very easily uh, viewed at the top of of the uh, user interface. Right, the presentation just makes it easy for you to, to actually consume stories, and then go from one to the other, or one to the next one, to the next one, to the next one. Uh, people end up uh, uh, consuming stories more than the news feeds, right? And they say stories are the new feed, so that your feed or even your on Instagram, your grid, your actual like your homepage account. Uh, social Grid is the least viewed. Your stories are something that's consumed uh, the most. So it's really interesting to see that this format is starting to grow. And obviously, the opportunity is there for you as an advertiser to insert content into that format as well. Now, where are people uh, um, placing their ad money? Look, social media ads are going through the roof. I just love this video, uh, traditional versus video video chart comparison. Um, this one takes the digital versus traditional ad revenue and compares two, two giants, YouTube, which is the giant online, and CBS, which is one of the major three major networks in traditional media. And look at this chart of the ad spend. This is crazy. Um, in 2014, YouTube advertising surpassed advertising of CBS, the major TV network, and it just continues to grow, and it's now at a point where it's like a hockey stick growth in in advertising revenue for YouTube. Uh, the last year here, two thousand sixteen, it looks like about thirteen million dollars. Sorry, thirteen billion dollars. We're talking billions of dollars. Thirteen billion dollars was spent on YouTube advertising by advertisers, and only about six billion, so less than fifty percent was spent on CBS Um, I want to call this out because almost everyone here whether you are advertising online or not YouTube advertising is probably you the last place that you are thinking about or actually in terms of behavior using most of the people that are watching this are not using YouTube ads have probably never dipped their toe in YouTube advertising and yet with that type of uh, perception from a from an advertiser and publisher's point of view from your seat, um, there's still $13 billion being spent on YouTube ads, and it's more than doubling the number of uh, revenue that CBS TV is raking in on an annual basis. It's mind-blowing. So imagine if YouTube ads becomes uh, pervasive, like Google AdWords, like Facebook advertising, what would happen to YouTube? at that point and the video views just keep on going up, Um, the ad formats and flexibility keep on proliferating on YouTube, Um, live formats and stories are on YouTube now. Uh, So there's just tons of opportunity for advertising and publishers. Um, It's time to think about um, digital advertising based on this chart alone if you haven't um, in the past. So this is just one of those things where I think this is hopefully, Eye opening to a lot of people of what actually is happening from a publisher's and advertising perspective, and what you need to be thinking about too. So, here's another one uh, cable TV networks versus digital content. Where are people deriving their uh, revenue? Where are people spending the subscription money? It, Apple services <laughs> is uh, through the roof, uh, over $30 billion of revenue. Netflix uh, looks like 12, 13, Billion dollars in revenue. Um, These these networks, um, AMC cable network. um, Look at that, under five billion. It looks like two, three billion dollars in ad revenue, um, in content revenue. This is kind of um, a foreshadowing of where the future is. Um, These are the new new giants of media and television. So big digital distributors already share. Uh, real money with producers and they're going to share more each and every year. This is the one fact that is going to continue to drive online digital media versus traditional media. Traditional media does not share advertising uh, revenue with content producers or it doesn't even have the ability for individuals and smaller content producers to cash in on on producing content. Yet um, online networks have understood that revenue share is uh, an amazing way to incentivize, essentially, free content to the, to be produced so that they can capitalize on the traffic. Um, so Apple, Google, Netflix, Facebook, Amazon, Spotify, Yahoo, um, Yahoo Hulu, Twitter, um, all of them pay out billions of dollars, billions already, billions of dollars to the content producers that are putting content on their platforms so that they can attract and, and keep the audiences, um, like you and me, uh, quite amazing. So what does digital advertising actually look like? Um, if you talk to consumers, uh, they are increasingly more receptive, uh, to short skippable digital video ads. Okay. If you're thinking about YouTube, if you're thinking about uh, Facebook video ads, you're thinking about all these platforms of what, where we're going to, like stories are, are shorter and shorter. Um, if you're thinking about TikTok and all these other networks that are popping up that are, that are ultra short videos, um, here is some, some interesting stats. Uh, 64% of um, the respondents, this was the question, what are the most important aspects of a video ad that make you receptive to its message, right? So if you're gonna watch a video ad and uh, you're gonna be receptive to it, what makes it actually, um, what's what's most important so that you're gonna actually pay attention? So uh, consumers have said they want the option to skip the ad even if they don't choose, that's very important. Second one, this is something that everyone needs to think about. The length of the ad should be 10 seconds or less. 10 seconds uh, less. And, and this is because if you think about it, where are people consuming the video ads? They're consuming on their mobile phones. In a mobile device, it's kind of like a time warp. I say, um, time spent on mobile or your mobile experience is measured in dog ears. Um, 10 seconds is a long time when you're on the go and trying to watch a, an ad that interrupts your actual original intent and content experience. Um, thus, also say the ad needs to load quickly. Um, If you're going to interrupt my experience, you need to get in, get out, tell me what it is um, in 10 seconds or less and let me skip it if I want. Um, They want to play. They want the ad to play before the video because they don't, don't, once you start the content, they don't want to interrupt it. Um, Audio should be muted. Um, It should be high res and the video should start automatically, right? So this is like basically needs to start immediately. It's to load quickly, has to be short. I need to have control of it. Um, Don't interrupt my main experience. Just let's let's get it over and done. That's what people are thinking about. But this one highlighted bar, length of 10 seconds or less is something that I think everyone here needs to come to grips with because we've been trained a 30 second, one minute ad, two minute explainer videos, three, four minute YouTube uh, videos. But now this is the bottom line. A 30-second video ad on your phone is like an hour-long infomercial on TV. A 30-second video ad on your phone is like an hour-long video infomercial on TV. So I'm going to leave you with that thought. I'd love to hear what you think about that conclusion and all the other stats that I shared here today. Um, and let's have a conversation. Let's see what the implications are and what that means for our church communications, not just uh, paid but also organic content we're starting to publish as we move further and further into um, digital and video and mobile. Um, what does that mean? I'd love to share um and have your insights and share it with the audience so we can have these conversations together. I'm Kenny Jang. Thank you so much for listening today and watching. Uh, You can check out the rest of our content on our blog at uh, churchbutler.com and otherwise I'll check you out here next time on the Church Butler Lunch and Learn podcast. I'm Kenny Jang. Uh, In the meantime, remember, be social, stay social.
0: If you enjoyed today's session, Please help us share resources like today's Lunch and Learn with more church communicators across the country. The best way for you to help is to thumb up this episode and leave some feedback on iTunes. It really makes a difference. And for more information on our online training platform and done-for-you social media graphic services, visit our website at www.butler.church. Connect with us on our blog, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter using our handle at TheChurchButler. Don't forget to join us every week right here for our next installment of the Church Butler Lunch and Learn podcast.